1: This broadcast of Money Talks originally aired Saturday, May 20th, 2017. The only thing we have to fear is... The economic health of this nation has been essential, essential economic freedom. freedom. The excessive, the excessive, excessive decline, decline in the dollar. In the lack of better
0: work. The late rally on Wall Street. It's to fail. Growing the economy. Growing the economy.
2: The
3: The economy.
1: Welcome.
2: This is Money
3: Talks. Well, good morning, good morning. This is Money Talks, Atlanta's longest running and most respected money show on radio. I'm Bill Laco, certified financial planner, along with DJ Barker. I'm not sure when the last time it was I did a radio show with you. It's been a little while. It has been a little while. It's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Oh, they're in for a treat today. Yes, they are. A treat. Absolutely. And then, of course, we've got the smartest guy in radio. Come on. In research. Troy Harmon. You have too many designations for for me to remember.
0: Thank you. you. I only have two, Bill.
3: Yeah, but you're working on a third, third, and then you're going to go back to Kennesaw and get some other. Hoping. Hoping. You know, possibly be Dr. Harmon at some point. Goodness. That'd be awesome. When are you going to be smart enough?
0: I don't see that's the problem i I'm you make out like I'm the smartest guy on radio It's to say all these, I'm just trying to live up to your expectations, oh, he's just getting my, expectations. it's your problem <laughs> this is you bill
3: oh yeah, I see okay all right all right so uh kind of a fun week on wall street huh Crazy. yeah we uh, we saw some volatility this week, we'll and bet. it's uh,
0: it's the market's still being driven by the same old thing, it's politics. Politics, politics. So, you know, we, we get the, fire
3: them all and start over. I tell you, it's not Redo. just... Con- Redo. Except Redo. Trump, because Trump was never a politician. And that's, it shows. That's right.
0: Right. <laughs> well, I think it's probably too soon to say exactly what will happen. But we did finally see the market blink a little bit from... From, uh Oh big yawn,
3: two percent. Whoop whoop de doo. Yeah, uh you.
0: week to date we're down almost one percent, about .96. and yeah, uh percent re- one
3: day or something. One point nine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh one nine. Um it, It's not even enough for me was, to scream yell into the microphone.
0: No, I mean sell. Uh, no. It's, it's a blip. It. Sell. Yes, no, don't. Yeah, I won't don't,
3: even do it. So don't it's,
0: scream. It's not worth that.
3: Um, so I mean, normally a big sell off like that, I'd be like, jump, let's, jump, let's, let's do something here. here. Yeah, make sure make the wins are locked. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: for the week, industrials down one point nine three percent. Financials down one point eight eight. Materials. It's all the cyclical names. They're they're at the bottom. Utilities. Would you know it? Uh, it? Is going to rally a little bit. 0. 081 percent gain. While the market is down 0.96% in the last five days, uh, real estate, consumer staples, all three of those uh, are are positive. So uh, year to date, we got telecom, the big loser, down 11.87%. The market overall up 5.87%. Information technology is just killing it. 16. Four percent. Now, this is one of those lessons. So we in, have a hundred
3: percent of our portfolio in that
0: in technology. Absolutely not, Bill. <laughs> I thought no. you were
3: the smartest guy on radio.
0: Well,
1: again, that's well, why he I got to keep trying. <laughs> in school, he's not there yet. <laughs> uh,
0: what you see with technology, though, is uh, the you know the financials from from if you measure back to um, the election, financials took off like crazy at the end of two thousand sixteen. Uh, most of the other sectors did likewise technology didn't so it played catch up in Feb- in uh, january and february year to date it's looking awesome but if you measure it against some of the other sectors it's really not you know blowing everybody out of the water it's just a timing issue more or less so um n- no doubt still technology's uh, looking looking pretty good how, how, did you say retail how's retail uh, re- we got some retail numbers. Uh, retail sales. Where are we? Is here? that not a sector? It is not. It, uh, consumer staples and consumer discretionary ah, are both broken okay. up. Now, if you want to talk about those, uh, we so do you're redeeming see,
3: yourself here, being smart.
0: Yeah, yeah consumer okay. staples is is like the the <laughs> products that we're we always have to have: right. groceries, right. uh, paper Toothpaste. products, yeah, yeah, things things for our hygiene that we're not gonna. Well, most of us are not going to. Why are you looking at me? Oh, whoa, hey, I brush my teeth <laughs> once
3: a month. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> Whether they need it or not, right? <laughs> uh,
0: but, yeah, staples are up. Uh, but you look at consumer discretionary. These are the things we buy because we want them, not because we need them. Uh, down 1.3% on the week. So uh, we do have some numbers. For a little bit longer term, you look at uh, the uh, economic releases this week. U.S. retail sales uh, improved in April, rose 0.4% after a revised 0.1% increase in March. So, um, you know, it's improvement over the previous month. Uh, gains were mixed across the segments auto dealers contributed 0.1 percentage point non-store retailers electronics and appliance stores building uh, supply stores as well were also leaders Uh, sales fell at general merchandise apparel furniture and grocery stores. so uh, all things considered retail sales don't look bad Hmm. Uh, consumer price index
3: department stores yeah. The, well <laughs> Exactly.
0: All, yeah. Well. Well, I mean, you talk about retail now. That's a bigger, I think, probably more of a, uh, a longer term, question. Uh, and and we do have a question from one of our listeners, today that'll cover that. But uh, just as well, delve into it a little bit. Uh, you look at, seems like Amazon's going to kill everybody. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. don't know how in the world that happens, except for the fact that we did get some, uh, earnings out of Walmart. Today, this week, uh, and it shows sales increased at Walmart 1.4%. So Walmart is uh, reacting well to uh, uh, to the threat of of electronics. By you know, they bought Jet.com last year, um, and it looks as if uh, what do we have e-commerce growth was strong. Sales and uh, uh, gross um, market value grew 63% and 69% respectively. So they got a long way to go to catch up with Amazon, electronic sales-wise. But uh, the the changes that they've made have actually improved that uh, situation significantly. So uh, not a bad deal with Walmart. Uh, Walmart's one of the companies that we actually recommend to most of our clients to purchase. So uh, good news there, at least in our world. Well, what's
3: Um, Amazon trading for?
0: As far as... uh, PE. P. Uh,
3: it's like one still bazillion. A yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, you've got you've got a CEO that doesn't care whether they have traditional earnings or not as long as the revenue continues to grow. Um, you can make some sense out of that. At some point, investors are going to get restless and want to do something else. But um, the thing that, that still, still seems strange to me is the fact that he's trying to uh, chase down. He wants to become more like Walmart, and Walmart seems to be working as hard as it can to become more like Amazon. So uh, while they pay attention to to building out their uh, uh, their trucking, their transportation, distribution, and those sorts of things, Walmart, who already has all that in place, is looking to become more and more of an e-commerce company. And uh, it's interesting to watch who's going to win. Well, you know, Walmart's one of the few that have enough resources, assets to uh to chase down a, a company that's gotten that far ahead in e commerce. But uh, uh, still, you know, we, we believe in Walmart, obviously. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, got uh consumer price index. We had a turnaround in CPI. This is a measure of inflation. Uh, these numbers are for um, the week of, or the month of April uh, 2.2% year on year. 1.9 percent core when you strip away energy and food um fed target still around two percent we watch uh, pretty closely for for uh, what the fed might do next uh, still major indications that uh, we'll have another rate increase uh in june um obviously we did not have one in may we had that news out uh what 15th i think last week um We'll get uh, a little bit of clarity when we get the the notes from that meeting uh, coming up in the next week or two. But we really think it's going to be more focused on uh, what goes on toward the end of the year, we expect, with the balance sheet the Fed's got, whether or not they start unwinding some of the bonds that they bought um, during quantitative easing, which is another way that they can cut interest rates. One, two, and three, right? A Q.E. One, two, and three. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, they had multiple iterations. It seemed to 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 help some. I mean, growth is still kind of abysmal. Our last GDP mark was 0.7%. Uh, get a um, an update on that. We always get three estimates of GDP. We'll get that next week. Uh, we're expecting about 0.9. The initial uh, expectation was 1.1%. But uh, again, we're we're dealing with a 0.7% increase in gdp as of now in the first quarter of course what are they going to blame it's first quarter it's got to be the weather uh, that's what we always hear the weather out of the northeast was horrible and that's what we get but weather really has been relatively warm last winter yeah so uh, anyway one thing we cover every week nba uh, mortgage applications decreased by four percent four point one percent gave up the gains of the prior week refinance index decreased five point seven and pretty where, much where are rates? Well that's the thing. Pretty much across the board we lost uh between twelve and nineteen basis points or point one two percent and point one nine percent. Uh most of that was uh so
3: um, rates went and, and
0: down. that's that's uh, interest rates in yeah that's uh, that's market related interest rates plus the thirty year average uh mortgage was down seven basis points to four point one five percent. Uh yeah rates are going to be down when the market sells off like it did this week. um You see people pile into bonds kind of a flee from or a flight to safety you know yeah. they flee from risk right. do away with risk in their portfolio and try to uh try to make the make the portfolio add a little bit of of uh security right uh-huh. gotta gotta try to save yourself from the mean ugly equities market i understand <laughs> but uh Anyway, that's
3: kind of what we got. Dude. Got it. All right, we're going to stop here for a quick break. You're listening to Money Talks. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
0: All right, Bill. We got a dog of the week this week, like we do most every week. Is um, it DJ? This is no. It's it not is DJ? not. No, DJ gets off the hook this week. Oh, Good. Thank goodness. This is uh. It's kind of from the.
1: I get pig jokes mostly.
0: From from the category <laughs> of. So you think we got troubles? Uh-oh. Uh oh. As you said, coming into this, we had uh, a little bit of a flap in the market last week uh, when we learned that our president is uh, allegedly allegedly. Tampering with, yeah, I mean, allegedly he did something, but we'll see what comes out of it. Uh, Like I say, mostly the market has ignored all that. This week it seems to be a little more believable, so who knows what comes of that. But my dog of the week, you think we got issues? Uh, Some pictures have emerged over the last week or so of uh, Thailand's king who uh, paraded around Germany, Munich. To be specific, in a tank top that was cut off to reveal his midriff.
3: What? And, Let me see that. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs>
0: oh boy! And and he also has. Uh, nice. He you also has After Putin, huh? Temporary. <laughs> is that what it is? He's got temporary. T- I don't see him riding what a shark it? yet. I don't see the guy riding a shark or a horse bareback or anything. He's got on a tank. It's it's bizarre. Why does a Where guy do you come up with this stuff? I, well, I mean, the Internet's a scary place, and it's that's work usually out. where I go hanging out to, to find these things. And, and that's not the end. I mean, this is the end of this story, more or less. But think about, I, honestly, this week we saw Brazil's stock market depl- decline 12% in one day. Why? Because their new president, who replaced a corrupt previous president, is now being found out to have paid off the investigator who found the dirt on the previous president. It's just a sign of deeper corruption. Oh, my goodness. And the market fell on Thursday in Brazil by 10%. They had to hit the circuit breakers, make it cool off for a few minutes, brought it back on total for the day. Brazil's market down 12%. Um, it just looks to me like a lack of leadership all over the place. You don't have to look far to find it, but, uh, you know, you got – you got. Uh, Monarch from Thailand, parading around in the most bizarre outfit.
3: Well, we, humans would yeah, want to see. We we certainly have lack of leadership in this country. So
0: we do, and, and that's what I'm saying. It it it's not. And I'm not something necessarily talking to, about
3: from the White House.
0: I, you don't have to look far. <laughs> you don't have to look far. No doubt. So. But
3: markets seem to sh- you know.
0: Yeah, you know what we've we've Thursday seen was
3: no big deal, you know.
0: Uh, yeah, the 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 market returned. We had a couple of down still waiting days.
1: for that 10% correction. Yeah, you know what we Wonderful. have. We thought we were we getting have... the, the start of it here. Well, it but... starts with a one bip down, right? One bip down. It's a little half bip up today. <laughs>
0: this is true. There you go. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, we've had a very resilient market. One of the things that we watch very closely is uh, volatility in the market. And I mean, I can throw rocks at just about. Anybody you want to, but one of the things that we see, uh, I don't know if the Fed's managing the economy better. I don't know if it's the fact that about 20% of all of our uh, companies, at least if they're on an index, are owned by three investment companies because we have passive management. Bill, you can go out and look. More than 7% of almost every company on the S&P 500 is owned by BlackRock. Another seven percent is gonna be owned by Vanguard. About four percent is gonna be owned by State Street. We've got a situation where almost twenty percent of all the companies that are owned are owned by those three companies because if I were move toward passive investment, to me that gets a little dangerous. How do they vote the proxies? Right. How do they hold the, the company's feet to the fire? Um, I, I think that it's. Uh, I think things have changed. I think that they continue to change. But it, to me, it's uh, it's one of those things that that seems to be most evident when you look at volatility. I see. Once in a while, when we'll I have a yell sell. Uh, no, no, no. We're not. I think we're I think we're going to be all right. Because okay. here's the thing: they just
3: Check look it. the I'll other start way. i to get nervous. Well, hey, well a, look a, look a lack like, of I'm
0: volatility gonna... is is a positive for investors, right? But long term, again, you know, it doesn't hold the feet of management. To the, to the fire, making sure that they're gonna act in a manner that is absolutely in the best interest of uh, the investors. The other thing that happens when you when you read deep into the um, the details about proxy voting and that sort of thing is these companies don't tell you how they vote and they don't have to uh, you know they say that they uh, get plenty of advice from outside sources and and uh, do what's best but I guess if you really wanted to just see how how uh, all that shakes out look at how the proxies are ultimately voted when you have that much of control over over the board or management or the vote uh you're going to wind up seeing uh whatever the ultimate outcome is you could probably count on those three companies have voted in in the way that the outcome looks and you know the the uh we are active managers obviously so it shouldn't surprise anybody that i'm going to rail against the passive strategy right I mean I, I'm not a fool I understand um, but at the end of the day what we do is we look at um uh, things how how the company how the company uh, uh acts how their management act and, and probably the best measure of, of uh, whether or not we agree is whether or not we hold the company's stock right um that's not the case with those three right. They hold it because it's in the index, and that's really the only reason they hold it because they're trying to mimic that index. Um, what happens long term is hard to say, but I think that it, uh, I think it warrants thought from those that are uh, those investors that are in the market. You know, what are we doing right. to the system? Right. But anyway, I'll step down off my soapbox now, and you guys have a, a financial planning thing to talk we do. about. I we believe.
1: Do. Yeah. DJ, you want to take it? Yeah. Uh, so we, we got a question, uh, basically stating that, you know, we've got this young couple, Ann and Peter, uh, their, their father is a financial planner, and he is one of these individuals that, that would like to see everyone debt free, uh, including your mortgage. So the, the question comes up to play that should they pay off the mortgage, uh, early? Is, you know, the biggest question. So, <clears throat> I, yeah, it's what we see a lot of, you know, from the day-to-day from some of our clients and even our child the, the clients' children they ask us all the time, you know, do we consider a home an investment or is it a lifestyle? Right? Yeah. That's the way we view it right. at Hensler. Right. Um you know, why why at a young age, they don't have any children, they have student loans, they have a little bit of debt. Yeah, they're saving to a, some 401k, but at a young age, why would you pay off, you know, the mortgage when you have other debts and you don't necessarily have an emergency reserve set aside, right? Um, you know, so what's the interest rate? Do they say it, it does not have the interest rate? I don't believe.
0: Uh, well, we can just use nope. The
1: 36 percent. So what's what's the S and P done over the last? What's the average? Uh,
0: the average um, is yeah, 10, and ten and a half percent. percent. Yeah. yeah, about ten point four percent. Last year it was up almost twelve.
1: Well, so three point six
3: percent before tax. Because you're getting a tax right. deduction for yep. the uh, government gives mortgage you mortgage interest, right? That's so right. let's call that probably in their tax bracket. Uh, I don't know. Let's call it two and a half percent. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. going to
0: be below three, probably, for sure.
3: So, yeah, I think you can beat two and a half percent over 30 years.
0: So this is kind of the game the banks it, play, right? Uh, yeah. banks borrow cheap and lend long, right? At, at a higher rate. So you've got your money working, right? At ten and a half percent, and you've borrowed for your house at yeah. 3.6. Right. Uh, the equation tells me that it's much better to have your money invested than to take it out of the market and dump it in. Now there is volatility. Sure. But if you've got a long time horizon, why why do you care? I mean, we and how many f- Let's call it how many millennials
1: point. do we see that stay in a home one location for 30 years? Yeah. That doesn't happen. Right. I, uh, well, the I, other
3: yeah. the other side of the coin is very simply, let's just say it's a $200,000 house. I'm making up a number. Sure. And they, they take two hundred grand, and they pay down the house. So now they don't have two hundred grand. Right. So to your point, they don't have emergency reserves, whatever. But now they want to buy a new house. Right. Okay. So I can tell you in today's market, it's very difficult to buy a new house with contingencies. Yes. So where are you going to get the down payment for the new house or how are you going to pay for the new house until you sell the old house? So, the house doesn't care whether you have a mortgage on it or not, right. the house doesn't know lights still turn on, lights turn off absolutely teetotally, totally do not care mm-hmm. so you know if you're if you're acting prudently within your own uh, household i e it's your company and you're the CFO well, you've got to decide what to do with that money. do I pay it down to the house or do I want to keep it liquid so I might be able to do something else with it, not only to make more money but to have more flexibility because the minute the money is in the house, try to get it out. Yeah, go get it's another illegal. loan, right? right? Right. You know, it's like saying I own gold. That's great. Now go to the grocery store and buy something with it. Right. Yeah. So you got to convert it to cash, and you know, I, I, I know. I hear Dave Ramsey and some of these other guys that, that are always pay down the mortgage, pay down the mortgage, and I understand the logic because they'll do the math on the interest rate calculation. Right. But they never do the math on well, if you took the extra payment and you invested it somewhere else, yeah. Which way would you be better off? It's because they don't believe people are disciplined enough. Well, see, the listeners of our show are a little smarter. And they understand that the idea is to make money, not just reduce debt. Exactly. You know. So, I would want to get rid of my student loans because I guarantee you the interest rate's higher than 2.5% after tax. Sure,
1: absolutely. You know
3: what I mean? So, you got to sit down and sort of plan this out. And uh, I'm guessing I know why they sent us the question after their financial planner the dad said Hey, just pay it off. Right. You you miss a
0: lot in opportunity costs.
3: Absolutely. Look, if Dad wants to pay it off for you, that's a whole other deal, man. (laughs) Take the money and run. uh, And
0: and if he gives you more than the the allowable limit, he's going to pay the tax, too, right? That's
3: right. All right, we're stopping here for a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't touch that dial. Every day I'm shuffling. Broadcasting
0: from atop the Hensler Financial Building in the heart of Georgia's financial district, Kennesaw, Georgia. This is Money Talks.
3: We're back. Money Talks. I hit faith. I know. I sister. hit faith. I thought you, you just really liked that. Techno. Well, I do. I do like the. I do like the song. Yeah, I see. Yeah, like it's it's a good. Time. Clearly, you have to retrain me for the job. I've been gone for a couple of weeks. Oh, so. no, you. are good? As I was trying we'll to say loudly year. over the music, this is Money Talks, Atlanta's longest-running and most respected money show on radio. Troy, if somebody wants to send a question or reach heaven forbid they actually would like us to do some work for them. How would they reach us?
0: They could give us a call at. Uh,
3: you don't know the number off the top of your so, head? I,
0: thought I was trying to go 404-770-429-9166. Oh. How long have you worked here? Uh, 11 years, I think. Yeah.
1: They change the numbers all the time. I never call
0: myself. That's the I problem. I understand.
1: I understand. All so, right,
0: so 770-429-9166. You can give us a call. You can have us answer your questions live in person. You can have us answer your questions on the air. You can also email us at drgenehensler.com. Uh, that's H-E-N-S-L com. You can also call our question hotline wherein you could record, you, you leave a recording of your question, we play it on the air, and then answer it shortly after. I don't, do not believe we have one of those today, but that number is one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. You can also reach us on social media or go to our website, hensler.com. Uh, if you just Need some help? Google. That's you right. You'll you find all kind of stuff, yeah. and we have content on the website. Oh yeah, uh, you know you Do can we? Some, yeah. You some, can,
3: you can go in there. Bit.
0: You can find answers to questions, whatever you'd like. Maybe you'll think of a question while That's you're right. looking at the you'll website. you
3: click on the expert button and there you go. come when right it, to us. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Exactly. All right. So I know we've got some uh, – we do have a bunch of email questions. We so do. So you want to go over those?
0: Absolutely. Let's start with our good friend, Bill Murray, who writes, Technology has hurt brick-and-mortar retailers. Will it do the same to the oil industry? Um, I, You know, honestly – there have been lots of changes in technology and just about every industry we're talking about. Brick and mortar retailers, you know, we were just talking about it. Walmart doing well in spite of uh, the strength that Amazon's brought. We all love to shop from the house. Uh, you know, you can uh, you can go Prime and get things really quickly. You can go. Uh, um, you can go with. Hold on, uh, hold on, yeah, so, honey. Bring home milk. What milk? Okay, I got <laughs> yeah, that. Okay. Don't, don't bring. I it mean, me. you got to
3: answer when the wife calls. I, I apologize. <laughs> I, Thought she, I had that she, on She, she heard silent. us talking
0: about Amazon. She <laughs> right. wanted. She wanted, wanted something. Something.
3: Yeah, she wanted some.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Anyway, so. Uh, um, When you talk about oil, what's going to kill oil? Well, our industrial complex is basically reliant on oil. Uh, Our automobiles, for the most part, are reliant still on oil. We do have some alternatives. Uh, We saw recently that um, Tesla came out with a new roof system, Mm -hmm. solar roof, uh, roof. that would possibly get us off of oil. off of electricity and you know make changes there. There, a lot of folks are focused. on Solar roof for the car? Yes. No, no, no. Well, the, the car as well, but the solar roof is is really more for the house. Oh, uh, they've got one now. Think of this, Bill. How's
3: that working in the rain?
0: Two thousand. Well, they they got battery system, so it it'll supply for a little while. But uh, a two thousand square foot house, the system costs about fifty thousand dollars after tax breaks. Um, I don't see it being mainstream. I think it's too expensive still. Uh, and and they're saying that it'll save you $65,000 over a period of 30 years. Uh, to me, there's just not really enough, uh, enough interest, and you're not going to develop enough interest until you get it down into a price range that's more affordable for the right. common person. Uh, maybe it gets there. I don't think it's going to happen soon. Um, but, you know, ultimately... I, yeah so, I,
3: so you you take the question as because of these technological advances right. people won't be using oil
0: Yeah that's that's hmm. I think the the crux of his question now we do see people moving their their automobiles we see more and more hybrids we see uh electric cars the tesla being as popular as it is is a you know a move in that direction but we haven't really adopted uh, even the the electric cars, nearly to the level that uh, Europe has. And I think Europe's only about 8 9% mm-hmm. total um, penetration in that market. Um, I, I just don't think we're there. And, and you know what's bizarre to me? We had oil at, what, $180, yeah, yeah. something like that, I high. think it was one tick, right. uh, 2008. And what was the conversation at the time? It was, you know, we've got this is uh, peak oil. Peak oil. We weren't going to have enough oil right. to, to right. Uh, run our system for the long term. Now we're seeing oil below 50 bucks a barrel. Right. Uh, we know that the Saudis can produce a whole lot more than they do today, and they've right. proved it over the last couple of years. Well,
3: we uh, we also know we can, too. Uh, right. Well,
0: that's true. Yeah. Well plus yeah, natural gas. Technologies actually helped that significantly. Mm, right. The the fracturing technology called fracking now more specifically, um, you know, was a was a technological change. But I think ultimately, uh in order for people to uh adopt those renewable energy sources you're going to have and we still have it uh, you have tax breaks the government has to pitch in and help and try to get us moving in that direction just to make it cheap enough once you get a certain level of uh, uh of usage then you'll you'll probably see uh, see the price come down you'll see folks start uh, piling on a little better but I don't think I would worry enough about it at the moment to do away with all the thing that I have a bigger problem with when it comes to oil is the fact that it's prices are basically managed by a cartel mm. in the Middle East. Uh, they just prove Saudi Arabia just proved that they could spike prices lower just by overproducing oil um, and they now the same conversation's going on. You know, everybody's holding back. We're trying to make sure that the price stays at a certain level because, in in showing the world that they could control it, uh, they also also proved where their bottom was. They started getting in uh, uh, in some pretty serious financial uh, straits uh, by the fact that they had lowered oil. I think they had set their um, their budget, the budget of Saudi Arabia. I'm talking about at about seventy three bucks a barrel. And uh, then they went ahead and spiked prices down in the 20s. It it got tough. Uh, You know, some of their their construction companies started – the the checks they were writing to their uh, employees started bouncing. And uh, when you start having that issue, then they they went too far. Uh, They are talking more about diversifying their economy. I don't know why they didn't do that 100 years ago. Hundreds probably too much, but forty in the 1940s is when they really came into being right. as an oil uh, powerhouse. But uh, you know, you think about over the last what's that, seventy years, right? Seventy eight, seven years. Right. You should have been able to diversify your economy during a period like that. Uh, you got some young folks in Saudi Arabia, some of the young leaders that are talking more about it now. It'd be great for them to do it, uh, and and I think. Uh, You know, a lot of folks point to the fact that they're trying to float Saudi Aramco uh, stock price, you know, IPO a portion of the company uh, as them selling at the top or selling in an economy or a time when oil is still a viable option. Yeah, why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you have done this years ago is my question. So um, I wouldn't worry so much about oil going away. I don't believe in my lifetime that oil is going to plummet to the point where we don't use it as a still a pretty significant staple um but sure what secular, oil companies are you are you uh,
3: enamored with right now
0: i i don't know if i'd call it enamored i i like to be exposed to the to the sector exxon mobil is is uh Probably my, my biggest focus. And then, uh, you know, we have uh, exposure to mm-hmm. Uh some of the services companies like that. Uh, we recently, in one of the portfolios, bought Valero, which is a refiner. Um, and, you know, the biggest thing is when we make the swap, uh, uh, Valero more specifically was uh, was a dividend play, so we want to make sure the dividend is, is uh, covered covered well. You know, what do you usually look at when secure. you're looking
3: at dividend coverage?
0: Uh, I like to make sure that it's at least one, which means that the earnings being generated behind the scene are are sufficient to cover the dividend payout. Of course, it needs to be a little more than that. You talk about earnings, it's not really cash flow. Um, But uh, anything over one, I feel pretty secure with Uh, just making sure that uh, the, the amount that the company is earning is sufficient to pay the investors that dividend that we expect to see. Of course it's got to be you know the the interest on any debts are paid before that right. and, you know so there's there's lots of items that are in there, but uh, the the dividend uh, is is an after earnings thing, so you know as long as the company is showing me uh, gap related earnings um, on a uh, extraordinary basis, meaning going forward operations are still going to be sufficient to cover that dividend then I'm usually happy.
3: I always like that extraordinary. But what if they keep having extraordinary every quarter?
0: Well, extraordinary is not going to be long-term sustainable. So, what is in extraordinary? The uh, the extraordinary would be if the company sold off a division, if they closed down a segment, uh, you know, if they sold off a specific asset, uh, and they had a gain from it, then they don't count the gain. So, uh, a lot of times, it's it's a lower number than you would get if the earnings were were reported just totally with, you know, all we want to see is going forward into the future that operations are going to still be steady enough to pay us that dividend. So I don't want you out there selling all your assets. It's not long-term sustainable. You start selling things off and it bothers me. The company is starting to deteriorate, in my opinion. This is not, we we wouldn't talk about Sears as a long-term investment because of those sorts of things. You know, in the last couple of months, they've sold off Die Hard and they've sold off, uh, Craftsman. Craftsman. Yeah, Yeah. so uh, that's a bother to me. But you want to make sure it's long-term sustainable. So extraordinary is very important.
3: I got you. All right. Well, we're going to stop here for a quick break. You're listening to Money Talks. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. This country,
1: you've got to make the money first. Then when you get the money, you get the power.
2: Then when you get the power... Then you get the woman. Money, money, money. Always In rich man's
3: world. This is Money Talks. Money, money, money. Money. And we're back. It's money Talks. I'm Bill Laco along with Troy Harmon and DJ Barker. And, again, you can reach us if you've got questions. 770-429-9166. That's 770 Four two nine nine one six six. So you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. And as Troy mentioned before, we, we have started something new with a question hotline. So if you want to, rather than send an email, you just want to call up and leave a question, we will answer it on the air, One eight five five four two nine nine one six six. So looking forward to hearing from you. We. Uh, we only really got through one question there, but we got a couple planning questions, right, TJ? Sure.
1: Yeah, we do. We have a, a, a question in reference to the cost of college and what it includes. Uh, a lot of times, what, what we feel and what we see and hear from parents is, you know, they think that uh, you know I'm going to only need to spend money on tuition, room and board, uh, and there's a little bit more that goes into the planning and cost of actually going to school. You mean teenagers still eat? They do. Wow, Uh, they do. So you know, is there
0: a technology
1: that will disrupt that ever?
0: I don't. I don't think. I don't know. I'm thinking no. I don't believe so. Yeah. So what all is included?
1: Well, you have have obviously concern yourself. Yeah, tuition, obviously, and fees. I I was dozing.
3: Technology that will uh, interrupt what? Teenagers, teenagers from eating.
0: Oh. Probably. Bill, are you working on that in the back closet? Yeah, I'm thinking that, about it now. Is that what you <laughs> well, got well, I going thought they on called the it the iPad, but you know, <laughs> they still eat. You can you can put a game in front of them, and they they will. Might eat just less less frequently. But when they do, they binge. So yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> Yeah, speaking from experience, I see.
0: Oh uh, no, not me. I don't we don't have games around the house, but uh, oh, I see. Yeah.
3: What do you What do you have? You got sticks and stones. Yeah, with, of course, yeah. You get to play with a wheel and a stick, <laughs> and you can roll it, roll it <laughs> outside. <laughs> it's great. It's so much have, fun, kids. Straight we don't have the, games around the house.
0: Straight back to the 1800s. So your
3: daughter's on her way to becoming a CPA too. Is that the deal? Oh, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, study, study, yeah. Study,
0: study, yeah, study. That's right. You know, just since we brought it up, you know the difference between. An introvert CPA and an extrovert CPA?
3: I'm afraid to ask.
0: All right. The introvert CPA looks at their shoes when they talk to you. The extrovert CPA looks at your shoes when they talk
3: to you. Oh, man. Same old person. Yeah, you can email Troy. Hey, I'm working on
0: being being one myself, so throw as many rocks as you wish. I'm in the same
1: boat. That's right.
0: Anyway, DJ, yeah, we lots of inflation, lots of inflation in the college
1: there will uh, be. Spending.
0: Yep. Uh, yep. I, I, what do we see? It's it's high. We just talked about inflation earlier in the show around 2%, but uh, college and education related inflation is over 5% yeah. and it has been for a while. So that's one of the big things you got to concern yourself with, not how much college is today, but, I mean, if you're talking 10 years out at 5%, that's a huge growth.
1: Massive, absolutely. Um, you know, books and supplies, obviously. Right. Those, uh, it's amazing how much they want to charge for books. Just the books. Just the books. And you get to and sell, sell them back. Yeah, you, you get, get to sell them sell back, back for half price. Well,
0: maybe fact. 30%. <laughs> that's great. Well, don't
1: they also
3: do room and board in the calculation, too, or no?
1: Yes, they yeah. do. Yeah, but but the other additional costs. I mean, you got transportation and personal right. expenses that right. a lot of people don't ever take into play. Sure. You know, spe- especially when we're talking to our, you know the, um, talking about student loans, a lot of those can be fed into a student loan. Yeah. You know, they use that as kind yeah, it's, of a payday. It's not the it's cost tough, of
3: college. We always talk about this here. We're like, look, the cost of college. You can go to Kennesaw State for like eighty five hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, that's the cost of getting the education. Right
0: now, and
1: how do you do where they are you need to live? live? I mean, have you seen where are you going to? Oh, some the of these apartments.
3: Housing? Yeah,
0: I'm like, I live there. Are you That's kidding? crazy. Yeah, they got some nice stuff, and, and that's thousand. a lot of the reason that we have so much inflation in that price, well, right? Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. and you talk, and, and they literally can borrow enough so that they, they can, can float get, the entire process. All right. the food, you know, the, everything right. can be taken care of. And and on campus, there's not just the mess hall, if you will. Right. I mean, there's nice restaurants. If you will, yeah, you know, you right. can go yeah. up and order different flavors yeah. and different, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, also, you know, like you were saying, personal expenses. I mean, how far are you going to live? If you're not living in the nice, you know, nearby locales, you know, what do those prices be? What's yeah. the fuel cost? Are you going to give your kid the 87 Honda or are you going to give of them the course. nice... Ford Mustang. What I would do is give the kid a, lot, a job. You know, <laughs>
0: there you go. Yeah, how about that? That's a concept. What's Have that? Have you ever heard of job? j-o-e, J-O-E. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's not even a four-letter word. Nope. But it is to extent.
1: Yeah, it, it almost is. <laughs> all
3: right. So let's see. What else do we got
0: here? So
1: a lot goes into play in there. So you know, it's not just how much is it. It, there's a, it takes a little bit more to to define those actual costs.
0: Yeah. You want to cover that one, Stephanie from Woodstock. I'm 67, approaching retirement, and will enroll in Medicare once I leave my employer. If I'm covered by Medicare, should I have additional health insurance?
1: It's a tough question. Obviously, you know, pre-plan. Uh, since we don't know a lot about your personal situation, we want we'd love to have an opportunity to, to really dive into this one. Uh, an easy answer: Yes. You know, have if you have a little bit more coverage, uh, Medicare you can assume is a secondary plan. So, if you if you have let's just you know have any type of Blue Cross Blue Shield of Georgia, if you currently have Blue Cross Blue Shield, you go to the hospital, they will be your primary coverage. Medicare will kind of be a secondary, the backstop, the back exactly. Uh, and then obviously any out of pocket expenses you'd pay for, uh, there as well so you know any additional coverage you can have is going to be a little bit better for you uh budget-wise though yes you're going to have the additional expense paying for those monthly premiums uh in the long run uh if there is an illness you're you're going to be covered if you will you got two different insurance premiums kind of coming into play kicking in to assist on some of those larger expenses so a quick answer would be if you can afford to have the second coverage you know do it try to keep it yeah
0: All right, well, we got time to cover uh, another. Uh, This is another one of those retailers we've been talking about. Miriam from Roswell asks, uh, I've been hanging on to Foot Locker for a while. Uh, It was initially a temporary holding, but it has kept going up. Uh, I've been good about taking my profits when I can. Should I keep holding this one? Um, It's never a bad thing to have profits in an investment, right? It might cost you a little in tax, but uh, Mm. that's really just a haircut off the top of the profit that you made uh when i look at this company it looks uh, a little bit expensive A peg of 1.41 what is peg it's the uh forward price to earnings ratio divided by the growth rate the expected growth rate on this uh company footlocker is 10.12 percent i always measure that relative to what it's done lately the five-year earnings growth is 17.86 percent which uh I would say going forward, 10% is probably not a very bad guess. Uh, one of the things that Foot Locker does is it's got a, a pretty robust um, e-commerce site as well. So any of the companies you see in retail, uh, while this is a brick-and-mortar play, um, it, it has uh, pretty reasonable... Uh, ways that an in, a, uh, individual can go out, a consumer can go out and, and uh, buy their shoes.
1: Different outlets. Online
0: yep. or yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I think all things considered, it, it does meet our criteria for investment based on uh, financial strength and safety. Uh, when I look at what other analysts think, they expect to see another 10% gain in the next 12 months. Um, if you look at uh, the one-year target price, it's about 83 bucks. Right now, the company's selling at seventy six so we got uh um, approximately a ten percent gain you know based on based on what expectations are um of course, they never tell you if they think a recession's coming or what the conditions economic conditions might be going forward either, but uh you know as far as as far as what they got uh look at what it's done over the past twelve months almost twenty five percent so it's blown the market away more or less uh s and p was up eighteen point nine five percent in that period. Uh, the uh, consumer discretionary sector is up about fifteen point one seven. So it's been a, a real standout. It does meet the criteria, uh, you know? If you if you want to stay in that consumer discretionary, there is no issue there. I think it's a decent stock. All right, it's,
1: it's interesting because you know one quickly one one thing that our clients always say is that you know they make a little money but then they never want to sell for the game. So right. you're saying it's okay to sell for gains. Is that it what you It is saying?
0: absolutely always it, okay to sell. But you're going to have to sell for the gain in order to spend the money.
1: Yeah. All
0: right, we'll see you next week.
2: All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed.